And this is 5 o'clock, 88.1 KFCF. It's a queer thing. Oh, hello. This is Auntie Butch. And you're listening to It's a Queer Thing on 88.1 KFCF. Welcome back to Friday of the month with Uncle Tiff and Aunt Jeffafina with It's a Queer Thing. You're just listening to Miss Kim Pinterest with Future Starts Now. We like that song, Tiff. That was really pretty good. Oh, thank you. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. It seems like I only see you on radio show days. <laughs> How was camping? You went camping the last time, didn't you? In July. In July. Okay. But so, it was it was it was fun. It was fresh out there, so it was fresh. <laughs> fresh. Was it warm and hot? No, I actually beach camped, so it was more. Oh. It was fresh. It was cold. So the only time I've ever gone beach camping was we went to uh, Morro Bay, and you could actually have you had cable hookup. You had a cable hookup for your for your uh, TV, and you could get Domino's pizza delivered directly to your little campsite. Oh my goodness! And I thought, well, well that's camping. <laughs> So you're listening to 88.1 KSCF. It's a queer thing. It is Friday, September 17th, 2021. And in the studio, we have some legends with us. We have Jesse, one in four, empress and founder of the Imperial Dove Court and queen mother, two, of the Imperial Dove Court, Dave Fresno. And we have Emperor Eldonia, one, four, and 14 of the Imperial Sequoia Empire down in the Tulare Visalia area. She is with us. It is going to be a fabulous show today. We're going to be talking about this really great show that they're putting together. It's going to be at Fresno State. Yes, folks, there is going to be a drag performance at Fresno State. It's going to be on Saturday, the 25th of September. It's going to be from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And guess what? It is free. It is open to the public. And it is all about a celebration of an art exhibit that is at Fresno State called Nobody Promised You Tomorrow Art Exhibit from the Brooklyn Museum, which is 50 years past Stonewall and how Stonewall uh, Uprising affected young people that were born after the Stonewall riot. So the oldest person that would be an artist in the show would be 50 years old. So welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Glad to be here. Uh, well, I'm glad to have you. Now, Jesse, this is your... We were just talking about Jesse was on the show seven years ago, <laughs> and we had a rip-roaring time then. Aldani, this is your first time with us, isn't it? Yes, very first time, and I'm happy to be here. And we are so happy to have you here to talk about this show. It's called Performances of the Heart. And uh, it is going to be a fabulous little show. It's going to be at the Conley Art Museum or Art Gallery at Fresno State. It yes, is going the to, courtyard. In the courtyard, right. exactly. It's yeah. going to be an outdoor event. It's going to be in the courtyard. There's going to be refreshments. Yes. Fabulous entertainers, legendary entertainers. Yes, we're going to have a variety of uh, entertainment. So there's going to be not only pop, you know, and uh, classic and Western. And... Um, I understand one of the performers is doing something from Trolls, so that'll be 
fun. Well, very cool. Yeah. So the performers that I know are the fabulous Jesse 1 and 4, the fabulous Aldonia 1, 4, and 14. Thank you. And then we have Leilani Price, who happens to be an empress. Yes. She's 42. And then we also have Patricia DeLeon. Mm -hmm. We have Saul Vista. And we have Zane, who's going to be there. Yes. It's going to be an amazing show. And, of course, your hostess is going to be Tiffany Taylor Tate. So... You guys need to buckle in and come for some fabulousness. And it's going to start right at 5.30, and it's, uh, it'll be over about 6.45, and then after, right after that is the exhibition at the art gallery. So you can go for the show, and then when the show is over, guys, this, uh, this exhibition, we had the curator on the show last month, and it is phenomenal. It is a... Uh, a worldwide museum exhibition. It's only West Coast appearance on the West Coast is here at Fresno State. So this has been a two-year process to get this exhibition here from the Brooklyn Museum to Fresno. So this is a major art collection that you will be able to see. Lots of art. Uh, I want you to think of kind of like um, the Guggenheim type museum in New York or you know modern art stuff this is all stuff that was created in the last 50 years it's uh, multimedia there are listening stations there are viewing stations for from film there are all kinds of different uh, graphics and media of art that they've put into this event so you want to go there so you get to have this fabulous show then you get to go and, and tour this actual exhibit. And I encourage the, the youth to uh, attend and see the exhibition so they can see what it was like 50 years ago and longer than that and uh, get a, a, an education of how it was for all the queers back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I know uh, Jesse and Aldania are, they are, keep telling me, Jeffrey, this show is starting promptly at 5 o'clock. And that is such a thing. I want to say that the two guests that we have in the studio, they are perfectionism. They are professionals. They put on things very much in a very stylized way, and what they do is on point. So being late and tardy doesn't happen with these folks. These are professionals. So let's talk a little bit about this. You both said that you guys got your start in the entertainment industry in the 60s, correct? Yes. I started at the Red Robin, and that's where I met Jesse. Um, and um, uh, we had introduced each other, and um, I, I, Jesse was a to told me that uh, they had shows there, and I got very interested. And um, I happened to talk to the manager, you know, after the second or third time I, I, I went there. And um, he said, sure, we're going to have a rehearsal. You can come and, you know, try out. And the first one, the very first number I ever did was La Bamba, you know. So it was fun. It was at the Red Robin, right there at the, where the Belmont Circle mm -hmm. is. Uh, prior to that, it was Franz, wasn't it, Jess? It was Jess. Uh, well, the, it was I remember Franz. I did shows at Franz for a while. But um, the, first, the first bar I ever went to was the Orange Over, which was downtown Fresno on Duality Street. I snuck in there one time when I was 18, you know. I don't know how I got in there, but I did it, and it was... Uh, and we probably threw you out. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, escorted out of, uh, you know... <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I didn't drink. I didn't drink, but, you know, I was... 
I didn't know that the Orange Ogre was here in Fresno. I mean, I, I never thought there was any bar, gay bars in Fresno. It was all new to me. You know, I was in awe when I walked in there. Where yeah. Did you come up from Visalia and Tulare? No, I, I was in Fresno. So you lived in Fresno? Yeah, I lived in Fresno. I was okay. raised here in Fresno. Okay. And, um, yeah, and it, when I found out about the Orange Ogre, I wanted to go sit, but I wasn't, I was only like 18, 19 years old, you know, but I snuck in there. Someone snuck me in there. Well, I snuck into the circle. That's when I first saw you, Aldania, <laughs> when I was like 16. So 16? Oh, yeah. I don't remember if you remember Gwen, the security guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She loved me. I don't know. I looked like I was 12. <laughs> All my other friends, she carded. She just let me go in. So whatever it is, I charmed Gwen. Gwen talked to me. I talked with her. My friends would get kicked out. I'd get to go in. So uh, that became my bar at a very young age. It became my savior. I tell people a lot about that. Um, but yeah, so the Orange Ogre. And Jesse, you're not necessarily from Fresno. You lived somewhere in another community, didn't you? Well, <clears throat> I was born actually in the Imperial Valley in Indio, California, which is not far from Palm Springs. I was born there. But we came back, we moved to Selma, not far from Fresno, well, when I was about maybe 10, 12 years old. Something like that. And then, so I've been a resident of this area for a long, long time. Other than the time that I, moved, I lived in San Francisco for a period of three or four years. And that, but that was about it, you know. I'm, I consider myself a Fresden, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, regardless of my birthplace, you know. And I think the woman who owned the Orange Ogre, her name was Gail, was it not? No, no. it was Carol. Carol, that's yeah. it. She also owned Penny Candy yes. up on Blackstone. Carol Gustanian. Yeah. That's it, Gastania. She was a wonderful lady to me. You know, uh, we clicked right away when I first met her. Uh, she, um, I, had, I had some friends at Fresno State, and they are all coming to the downtown, the gay bar, my first gay bar. So I went with them, and I met this lady who actually used to be also a uh, school teacher at Roosevelt High School at that time and I met her and I liked her we became friends and uh, one day uh, they were having a drag show there and I watched it you know uh, that's before I did drag of any kind and I said I looked at them and said I could do that I could possibly even do it better (laughs) but anyway my first drag show ever in Fresno was at uh, Carol's Bar the Orange Ogre and I did uh you remember your first number, La Bomba, right? You said it was? Yeah. Mine was um, Zing with the Strings of My Heart, uh, a Judy Garland version. Oh. That's what I did there. Yeah. They liked it, so I stayed down for a couple of seasons there, whatever it was. I really didn't get to see you perform, Jesse, until um, uh, we performed at the Girl of the Golden West. Oh, another bar. That was one of my favorite bars, yeah, too. Yeah, that was... A, that was they had amazing shows there. Well, the, the person that owned that bar was... Uh, uh, it was Bob Benson. Bob Benson, yeah. Who had a theatrical degree from Northwestern University. So he knew what he was doing when it came to production oh, yeah. and putting a show together. He knew what he was doing. Remember we would draw him in from L.A. and San Francisco? Oh, yeah. We packed him in. Yeah, yeah. And they, every time they heard we were having a show there, uh, especially from a Broadway show like Cabaret and Showboat and uh, what was the other Yankee Doodle and... Oh, we did so many. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of them. And they, uh, L.A. and San Francisco would come and see us perform because we were, we were excellent. Well, it was, it was top-notch. You yeah, know? it was. It was top-notch. And 
Uh, Bob knew what he was doing. And he yeah. also was very professional and on point. And oh, yes. We start, we rehearse every week, and you will be in full heels. There, you're not going to be heel in tennis shoes. Oh, yes. When so, we would do a Broadway show, uh, we, we rehearsed for three months, huh, Jesse? Yeah, some of them. Sometimes we would overlap. Yeah. We would, when we would start one show, rehearse it, yeah. perform another show, and then we would put the one we rehearsed into yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where was the girl of the Golden West here uh, in Fresno? It was uh, on 41, old 41, which was Elm Street. Remember, Jesse? Mm -hmm. Yes. It was quite a ways from here, you know, out in the boonies. Mm -hmm. But it, it, uh, everybody would go there. It would. Uh, Bob Benson would pack that bar in, you know, especially on show night. And uh, everybody enjoyed themselves, you know, and behaved and everything. It was it was nice. Bob knew how to do it. He also advertised. He took an advertisement out in the the, um, the newspaper at Fresno State. And so one weekend we were all college students that were there. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Which for which show? If you tell me which show, probably I would remember. But I don't. I remember. don't remember. I don't remember which show. Which no. But there were so many. I know. I was wearing I was wearing something risque. And they commented how they could see my body. <laughs> I said, wow. And then there was Franz Pine Lake Lodge mm -hmm. on 99 and Olive. You know, I tell people often now, that is both, all those bars are a little bit before my time. I know of them, but never got into any of them. But I know people look at me like I'm crazy when I tell them there was a little river creek that ran through the bar, oh, yes. through the dance floor. They're yes. like, what? There was a river that ran through the dance floor. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, it was a it was a nice uh, it was a beautiful bar. It well, really was rustic and you know all wood, mm -hmm. and then the, the little creek that went through there. Yes, I remember that place very well because um, back in the day when it was first built, I don't know when it was built, but uh, it was a resting spot for people traveling from Hollywood mm -hmm. to San Francisco. They would stay at the hotel. It was uh, it was little cottages. Yeah, individual cottages. Yeah, cottages and. and um, uh, I happen to know for a fact that uh, famous people stayed there. Marilyn Monroe stayed there. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh, Stephen Boyd, Stephen Boyd, who played in Ben Hur, he stayed there. Oh, wow! As well, you know, he was making a film in, in Yosemite, in the Valley, uh -huh. and he's come to the to uh, the uh, the Pine Fran, the Pine Fran, France Pine Lake Lodge. Yeah. And it's true about the little brook. The little brook actually ran from outside into the bar. It would go underneath the dance floor, or by the dance floor, yeah. and would come out the other end. Well, we had to walk over it. There was a little bridge there. Yes. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> we had to get to go to the bar. Yeah. And uh, a lot of truck drivers would stop there, too. You know? Well, I never saw one. <laughs> well, I, I've, always, I've seen pictures of it, and it really does look like you're in a, like a little mountain, little uh, lodge. Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah, was The yeah. decor was that way. Yeah. The decor was that way. Yeah. And it had a big parking space, too. It was ample parking. Oh, yeah. A lot of parking, a lot of little cottages everywhere. And yes. she, used to, she used to have a, a friend used to have a, an event called Christmas in July. And she always had... Oh, yes. It was completely decorating Christmas trees in July. And all the bikers from L.A. and San Francisco used to come and have their conferences there. Oh. I remember that. And we used to do a show for them there. The, the, the first show we ever did there actually was uh, through my friend uh, Joe Rito. Joe Rita was a friend of mine, um, also known as Joe Ashcroft. He actually convinced Fran to take down some of the banisters she had around the dance floor to create a bigger stage area. 
And she liked it so well, she never put them back up. <laughs> oh, fabulous. <laughs> and isn't that where you had your first Miss Gay Fresno, which was Eddie Enos, was the first Miss Gay Fresno there at uh, Pine no, Lake Lounge? It wasn't the very first one, not the first Miss Gay Fresno, but we had many of them there, many of the contests that we had them oh, there. okay. Yeah, we did. No, uh, actually, uh, Miss Gay Fresno started in 1963. I don't remember that. Was that... No. Okay, so I've heard this, but I don't know because I'm not that old. Uh, that... The original one was like Miss F Gay Fresno County. Yes. Someone is, it was a Fresno County type of thing, right? The the first contest I actually was involved in was, um, it's kind of a long story, but I actually registered the title of Miss Gay Fresno County with the city clerk. And I, it is, along with several other titles, including Mr. Gay Fresno County and s several other titles. But actually the first one was in 1963 I had won the title of Miss Gay Fresno I tweaked it up to Miss Gay Fresno County I registered that title because Fresno City is just a little too small for your talent yes <laughs> exactly so uh, but I, I actually was uh, Miss Gay Fresno I kept the title for 10 years Elsie for 10 years mm -hmm. I was because I used to re represent Fresno even I wasn't an empress I had no idea what a court was uh -huh. you know what they did yeah so I kept the title for 10 years, but I used to go to coronations, Jeff, in other communities and represent Fresno as Miss Gay Fresno County. And they would treat me like a, like a visiting dignitary or like a service club or something like that. But I never was an empress until 1973. 73, yes. Yeah, yeah but, there was, but you're right. Used to, we used to have a contest later on at Friends Pine Lake Lodge. So in 1973, was, is that the very first year the Imperial Dove Court kind of came into being? Yes. <laughs> when I was working in San Francisco in, in the 1960s, uh, I met the, the founder of the, of the court system in San Francisco. Her name was Jose, his name was Jose Saria, but we used to call him Mother Jose. And we became friends, Jeff. We became very close friends. When I was working at Finocchio, sometimes I would run into her in different functions, different clubs. And uh, she convinced me. She said, Jesse, when you go back to Fresno, whenever you go back, I want you to start a court in Fresno. Well, when I got back here in 63, 64, whenever it was, um, I was too busy doing other things. Still doing shows, traveling, doing other shows, you know. And uh, But by 1973, I decided I better take her advice and start something a little bit more with a, a platform that gay people could really, really do their best. So in 1973, by that time, I uh, didn't divest myself of Miss Gay Fresno. What I did, I incorporated the Miss Gay Fresno titles into the Imperial Dove Court. So we had a no, no, that was in 1973. So the first coronation was in November of 1973 held at the Hacienda. Oh, so now I've seen the picture of that and there's Jerry Dayton and Eddie Enos and yourself and the twins and Monty. I know that those... There was, there, were, there were actually 10 or 11 of us that competed for the title of not only uh, Empress of Fresno, but also for the Imperial Crown Princess, the Countess, and the Duchess. Oh. And it was not... It wasn't done by popular vote. It was done by a panel of judges. The very first one was treated more like a beauty pageant rather than uh, uh, the, the, way, the format that we now enjoy. Now, is that the one that Charles Pierce went to? Was that? Yes. <laughs> what happened was the entertainment director at that time of the, of the Hacienda was a friend of mine. His name was Michael Chiata. He was hired to be the entertainment director. 
and he had heard that I was going to have the uh, coronation at another venue and uh, and I said yes I was going to have it another uh, a large place whatever it was he said well Jesse if you have it at my at my um, at the hotel that I manage he says you can have anything you want to you could get the room free so he perked up my ears free mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I insisted you know I said okay this is what I need. I just, you offered me a free room. I've worked with Charles Pierce in San Francisco. I want him to be my command performer at the coronation. Well, he complied. Charles Pierce decided he could do it on a Thursday evening. But I also told Michael, I said, Michael, I also want a live orchestra. So we got, we got Troy Walker and his orchestra, or his band, I should say. And they were signed on to come on board and the first coordination was held in 1973 on a Thursday my headliner was Charles Spears with uh, Troy Walker the or- and his band wow I wish I could have been there it was great I met Charles Spears in Baltimore, Maryland in a, about 1972 or yeah around 72 at, uh, at the Hippopotamus in Baltimore, Maryland so Adonia I know that you worked the circuit for a long time. You're, you were one of the premier drag kings, uh, male impersonators, right? Yeah, mainly and I know in Baltimore, worked, Maryland. You worked all over the place. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, in, in, in 1970, uh, Lisa and I, we moved to Baltimore, Maryland, and um, uh, we started going out to the gay bars over there, and there was uh, the hippopotamus. It had two great big bars, and a, sh- and a big show stage, you know. And um, I was, uh, Tom Jones was popular at that time. So, uh, you know, I, I like Tom Jones, so I practiced, you know, doing Tom Jones. So uh, uh, the owner of the hippopotamus, his name was Bob. I don't remember his last name. And uh, he, he, was a, he, was, he was much younger than, than Lisa and I were. And... Uh, I told him, I says, I would like to perform. And he said, well, what do you do? He asked me, what do you do? I said, Tom Jones. He says, okay, well, let me see what you can do with Tom Jones. So I, I auditioned for him, and uh, he gave me a few tips how to swivel. And, uh, <laughs> and so I started performing at, at the Hippopotamus, and uh, to my amazement, the crowd would throw, would throw me... Uh, Bras. The girls would take off their bras and throw them, and, and the guys would throw me their underwear. It was like a real Tom Jones concert. Yeah, wasn't it? it was. It was. It was. It was. I, I couldn't believe it. I, the first time that the bra hit me on the shoulder, I almost froze, but I kept. <laughs> I kept going, you know. But uh, yes, and then uh, Washington. Uh, uh, we went to Washington D.C. I didn't perform there, but there were quite a few bars in Washington D.C. I don't remember the names, but. Uh, I met uh, Charles Pierce in in, in uh, Baltimore, and he co- he gave me a high compliment. He says, "I know a a, a, a woman that does Tom Jones in Texas because he he performed mm-hmm. all over." Yeah, yeah, and um, he says, "But you're the best." So that felt, and um, I got his autograph. I I saw him again in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. There was a bar there. I think it was uh, called Faces, and he was performing there. He had two other uh, uh, drags with him, you know, and they, they did group numbers. They were fantastic. And um, I asked him for his autograph that night, and uh, he gave it to me. And guess who has it? 
I do. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, I told Jesse about it. I said, you know, and he's okay. Will you give it to me? I said, sure. I gave. I turned it over to Jesse. I gave Jesse uh, Charles Pierce because he, he autographed it on a uh -huh. napkin. You know, a bar napkin. I still have it, Elsie. I still have it. You yeah. Know? And the reason I ask you for it because I used to have a lot of Charles's stuff. You know, mm -hmm. he had, he had pictures of himself as uh, impersonating Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh. You know, he had a whole thing on. on oh, those. he d in in Atlantic City, he did uh, uh, Betty Davis. Oh my God, he brought the house down. He looked just like Betty Davis. You know, <laughs> he he did her just fantastically. You know, just like her. Mm. I mean, you were looking at Betty Davis when he was... When Perfectionism. He was, yeah. yeah. And, and Mae West. Oh, my God, he did a beautiful job on Mae West. Did you ever see him perform Mae West? Oh, for, for three, four years, <laughs> every night. <laughs> so, Jesse, you were at the world-famous Finocchio Club for several years in San Francisco. Yes, I was. You started there very young, did you not? Yes, I did. I was... Uh, it's a long story, but I won't take that, that time. When I was working, doing shows at downtown at the Orange Joker, back then there used to be a traveling circus, not a traveling circus, but a traveling group of entertainers that would come into dinner theater, dinner theater, and sometimes theater in the round. And one of the entertainers one day uh, came into the Orange Ogre, and his name was Sterling Holloway. You recognize that name? Mm -hmm. You know what he does, or he used to do. He used to do the voice of um, the little frog that comes out of Walt Disney. Jiminy uh, Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Oh, oh. Jiminy Cricket. He was known for doing the voice of Jiminy Cricket, you know. And he came in with the other actors that were doing some show here in Fresno. And I was doing a show that, that myself that night. And he advises me. He came back to me, and he's he just like he, he was. He had his fuzzy little hair. He looked like Harper Marx. <laughs> you know, he did, and with a little funny little voice, and he he went, followed me into the my dressing area where I was backstage someplace, and he said, "You know, Jesse, have you ever heard of Pinocchio's?" And I I heard Pinocchio, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Sure, the puppet." <laughs> he said, "No, no," he said, and he told me what Pinocchio's was. He says, "My agent," he says, con uh, "also represents one of the entertainers there." And he says, you're good enough to be at Finocchio's Jess. You're wasting your time here in Fresno. So he's responsible for setting up an audition for me at at Finocchio's. But then, Jeff, uh, well, I'll tell you the story. I was, I was actually 17. 17. So I went to San Francisco audition, and they hired me on the spot, but I couldn't start until I was at least 18. So I started at age 18, and I worked there about three, four years. You know, so... Um, that's my story. And I know from talking with you seven years ago, I think when you were at the Orange Ogre, you did your very first drag number at 16. Actually, I was more like... Were you younger? No. I was about 16. Yeah. Okay. yeah I'm like Elsie. I was also... They snuck me Sneak to the bar. Sneak it in. And, yeah. and well, you know, a guy when he gets in drag looks a little bit older anyway. Uh -huh. So I passed for at least 21. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I don't know any gay folks who did not sneak into the bar in their teens. It was part of being gay. You had to, yes. sneak, you had, you. You had to sneak in while you were still underage. Yes. <laughs> you, had, you had to. It's it a rite of passage. It is a rite of passage. And just right, I also did uh, a lot of performance down in San Jose, the landing at Toyons, the Savoy, you know. And then when I was involved with the court, 
with the Imperial Sequoia Empire, uh, and they would ask me to perform, you know, do a command performance uh, at the Sheraton Hotel downtown San, San Francisco, and uh, also in Oakland and down south. When I was when I was when I was uh, uh, um, a young girl, you know, like 12, 13, I would go stay with my grandmother in Riverside. That's where I was born. And I would go visit my grandmother, and I would stay with her for the summer. And um, she would take me to the Orange Bowl there in Orange County. They would have a fair there. And, the, and there at the Orange Bowl, they would have shows of some kind. And, it goes, and I always dream of performing there. I like the stage there. Mm-hmm. And I always... I always dream of performing there, you know, doing something there, you know, as a male impersonator, you know, even at that young age. And I got to, to perform there at the Orange Bowl when I was reigning, I think I was uh, uh, Emperor Emperor One, I believe. And we went to a coronation to Orange County, and they had a uh, their function there, and I was a man performer, and I got to perform there. I did Tom Jones. So I know that you do other folks, and Tom Jones is one of your specialties, but who else did you do I've as done, you were growing up? Uh, well, uh, back in the 70s, it was Tom Jones, but I, I've also done Frank Sinatra. Uh, uh, later on in the 80s, I did Julio Iglesias, you know, and then... Uh, um, uh, I done, I've done Elvis, too, but that didn't go too well. So, you know, I did that one time in Modesto, but that didn't go too well. So I never <laughs> what, what did it again. Did he, did he throw their patties at you? <laughs> no, not when I did Tom Jones, you know. But, and then I've done, I've done uh, other artists, you know, and diff- like I've done Candyman, you know, but a, a different than the, than the mm-hmm. emperor that has done it here in Fresno. And... Um, who, who I feel that I can fit into that, like next Saturday I'm doing uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, okay. Okay. I've done it in San Francisco already, but I've always wanted to do it here in Fresno. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it here in Fresno because of the COVID, you know. So I'm getting my chance to... Well, you did a really great number. Since we're coming up, uh, we just passed Mexican Independence Day. You did a great number for us at one of our taco shows, our Pride Taco shows, and you did Ricky Who? Ricardo and Lucille Ball. Oh, and yeah. And you did Ricky Ricardo and with the bongo and everything. It was Babaloo. Babaloo, yes. I did Babaloo, yeah. Yeah, amazing. But I need a Lucy for that, you know. And well, you had a good Lucy for that one. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, she was good. She was mm-hmm. excellent. And I would like to do that again. Yeah. You know, because everybody enjoyed it. They liked it. It was very energetic and very entertaining. Thank you. And, Jess, you have made a career of being the Barbara Streisand <laughs> of the West Coast. Yes. And you've also done Linda Ronstadt. Yes. Uh, but you shared with me seven years ago that you used to do Phyllis Diller. Really? I did a little bit of Phyllis Diller. I wasn't very good at at at, uh, at her doing her, but I'm like, like her, Elvis, like Elvis, you know. <laughs> but they liked it for some reason, you know, because I used to, uh, I had her down. But I was the thing was, I didn't feel comfortable in doing that character. Yes. Mm. You know, I, I yeah. didn't feel comfortable. That was my fault, mm-hmm. you know. But when I did it, you know, I I put my heart into it. But you know, it wasn't really in me, right? You know, was that because I just curious was that because she was a little on the raunchier side and you're so much more a lady <laughs> that had a lot to to do with it you know i loved her jokes you know but i i didn't care so much for the uh, 
her, her laughter, mm. like a, it was very... Uh, I, I don't think it was befitting for you to do her. Well, you know, I did it on a dare. The very first time I did it on a dare. Oh. That's, that's what really got me into it. And people liked it. I said, oh, but it's not me. Yeah. But you're right. You know, I like to do uh, a little bit more... Uh, oh, you're Barbara Streisand. Well, I, 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 lately I do... I mean, lately, my whole career has been Barbara Streisand. But the thing is, I've also... St I started doing Judy Garland. You know, uh, I love Judy Garland. And then I fell into Streisand. And then I, I've done other characters. Linda Ronstadt, you said, I love because I know the language so well. You know, that was when she did the Spanish albums. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did the, that. And I was, I was pretty good at that, you know. Mm -hmm. so, who knows? I might do her this coming Sunday. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, ever do Linda Ronstadt when she was doing the Torch songs that she did? Remember, she, they did a whole big remake with her, like two different albums? Yes. Uh, that was, uh, she did two albums. The first one was was N the orchestra leader Nelson Riddle, mm. and she used to do beautiful torch songs. And yes, I've done that through torch songs, you know. And fortunately for uh, Linda, you know, she's still alive, but she doesn't sing anymore. She said she can't sing as well as she used to, and rather than give in imperfections, uh, she'd rather not do it at all. Well, yeah. uh, I believe she has a, a illness too. She, she does. Yes. She does. Yeah, she's not well. But anyway, she. Um, yeah, I, I love her torch song. So I've got a crush on you. I love that song. She does it so well, better than any. She does it better than Streisand. Okay. <laughs> now that's saying a lot. You know, I want everyone to know you're listening to 88.1 KFCF, uh, and it is it's a queer thing, and we've gone quite a while. Usually, you get in in the interview, you have to take little breaks to move things on. This conversation is just going so organically and so smooth. I don't think we're going to take a musical break right now. Uh, we've missed two of them already. I'd just like to continue with this and just kind of go on with that. Um, when did the court in Visalia first formed? Uh, towards the end of 1980, uh, Victor, uh, um, Victorino, uh, Joe Victorino, uh, he had uh, he had just uh, opened a gay bar first time ever in in, in Tulare County which was uh, was uh, was in Farmersville was that the high chaparral or the yes the high chaparral okay. in Farmersville and uh, he uh through friends of mine they would go I didn't know about the bar and uh, through friends of mine he he asked him do you know you know uh, Elsie and they said yeah she's our friend and he said will you please let her know I would like to talk to her and so my friend Lydia she she called me and she says hey Joe Victorino wants to talk to you about a show I said who's Joe Victorino and uh, she said he owns the high chaparral in Farmersville and I said I never heard of it she said it's a gay bar you know it hasn't been open that long I says, okay, tell me where it's at, and I'll go check it out. And um, she came by, and we went together, and and uh, uh, I introduced myself. And he says, he says, you don't know me. He says, you probably don't even remember me. He says, I used to see you at the Girl of the Golden West when you would perform. And he says, uh, I want to start shows here at my, at, you know, at my bar. And she, and he says, I know you have connections through the court in Fresno, you know. And uh, he, uh, he had seen Tiffany Taylor Tate, and uh, he wanted me to approach Tiffany to see if Tiffany would be willing to come and perform 
and bringing, you know, a couple of people from Fresno to perform. And I says, you know, I'll try. Cause, and I knew Tiffany just, I didn't know, like I know Tiffany mm-hmm. now. I just had seen her, you know, because I knew she was Empress. And she had just stepped down from being Empress 7 of Fresno. So I went and I talked to Tiffany, and Tiffany, right away, she got very interested in it. And um, I, uh, Tiffany and I, uh, uh, we, uh, we, we had a show there at the Chaparral, and it started there with Joe Victorino, and he wanted to be, he wanted to start a court there in Visalia, and um, and I says, I don't know, you know. He says, Well, he says, uh, I want to be Empress. And I says, and why don't you be emperor? And he says, I dub the, I dub the emperor, <laughs> you know. He says, what, what name do you want to use? I said, Aldania. You know, I didn't want to go by Elsie. I said, Aldania. And, uh, and, he says, and, and he says, now dub me as Empress Tatiana. Oh, I was just going to ask you what was the empress's name. Yeah, Tatiana. Tatiana. And uh, so that's how we started. And then... Uh, uh, he knew if he knew uh, the court members that we had on the first reign. He knew them, and and uh, he, he says, "I'm going to approach these people, see if they want to be involved, and you know, and, and start the process of the Imperial Sequoia." He he says, "What shall we name the court?" Before he mentions Sequoia, I says, "He says, uh, you know, Visalia, uh, Sequoia is not too far from here. You know, what name do you think we should name it?" And he, he and right away he told me he says, I'm thinking of the Sequoia tree. You know, he says, what do you think of the Imperial Sequoia Empire, the Tulare? And at first he didn't think about Kings County. He said Tulare. So I said, you know, that sounds good. And, and so we talked to the other people that w- they got involved, and we 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 told them what we thought, you know, as as, as for the name of the of the court. And they all agreed. We voted on it. There was another name, but I don't remember. Okay, but we like Sequoia, so we named it the Imperial Sequoia Empire. And then the Sequoia tree is our logo. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, I have. It's beautiful. It, yeah, it's very pretty. It's striking. It really is. Yeah, it is, huh? And um, that's how it, uh, we started the court. And our first coronation we went to was in Santa Rosa. We went to Santa Rosa's coronation. And then uh, from there we went to Modesto, whenever you know. And it was, uh, but it wasn't easy for me. It was hard, you know. It was hard mm-hmm. because it was it was difficult because at the same time I was emperor, but yet, but yet my empress didn't want to share. But we 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 worked it out. Oh, that's good. We worked it out, and it was all it was. But my fourth reign was much much better than the first reign. Did you reign by yourself? No, I had an empress. And who was your empress during that time? Jerry. She was a straight woman. Mm, okay. And she right off the bat, she told me she says, "You do it all, whatever you want. I'm just going <laughs> to travel with you. <laughs> I'm um, here to support you." Yes, that's it. That was it. So, Jesse, how did we come up with the Imperial Dove Court? Why, why Dove? That's what I was going to ask him, too. Well, we've had several name changes. The first time I registered the court, uh, back then all the courts were called Royal. So mm-hmm. the first title I registered with the County of Fresno was the Royal Court de Fresno. 
It's always been day, the Spanish version of, of of. So it was called the Royal Court de Fresno. Empress Five, Darlene, late Darlene. I miss her, but anyway, um, she actually was very fond of a woman's fragrance called Lure de Tom's. On top of the bottle, of the perfume bottle, is a dove. And she, she said, Jesse, why don't we name a court the Dove Court? I said, I like that. So now we had a logo as well, see. So uh, the second name change was, the, by that time we were all imperial. So we named the court the Imperial Dove Court de Fresno. Now we're known as Imperial Dove Court de Fresno, Madera, Kings, Kern, and Tulare counties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, she can explain why we're, we're now Kings and Tulare. We took over their territory because... Well, because uh, we, uh, at, on the rain 15, which went to Bakersfield, they, they ended it there. Uh, they just couldn't get any more uh, court members to get interested in running, you know, participate. They just... They Was that Stephanie Blake's reign? Mm, no. Okay. No, it wasn't Stephanie Blake's. Uh, it was uh, a, a a couple from that lived there in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. There, uh, I don't remember their their name. I would have to look it up in the program. And um, but they they ended it all. They just they just couldn't continue it. So the uh, so on rain fifteen, it just it just. Uh, quit, you know, it just died. Disbanded. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, uh, Bakersfield, what I understand, wanted to, uh, one of the bar owners down there, I think his name is Gary, they wanted to own the Sequoia Empire. They wanted to, you know, take control of it completely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that couldn't be done for some reason. They didn't do it. And, um, so yeah, they just disbanded. They just didn't want to continue. So for many years, that particular area of the valley was was not represented in the court system because mm-hmm. it disbanded. Well, no. Uh, back years, uh, uh, L.A. tried to take Bakersfield, you know, but I don't know what happened that they, they that they they couldn't for some reason or, or I don't know what happened. But L.A. wanted Bakersfield. They did. They couldn't get it. Uh, for different reasons, I will go into it. But anyway, um, first, like I said, many years uh, that particular part of the valley was not represented in the court system. Mm-hmm. And yet, I understand, and, I, and it was because I was there. The uh, Sequoia part was very viable at one time, very, very oh, yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. And so, when, so when it disbanded, I felt kind of bad, but nothing was done until such time that uh, the head of the organization uh, from San Diego, uh, Queen Mother um, Nicole decided that Fresno should take that particular uh, part of the valley. Mm-hmm. I was opposed to it. I really was, Elsie. I thought that it would just be too much for us to, to handle that major yes. area. Yes. But she insisted, so I complied, and we took over that part of... And I'm, ha- and I'm glad you did, and I'm happy that you did. And I used to tell Tiff, when I was living in Fremont, uh, Tiff had uh, would uh, uh, email me and wanted the bylaws because I had them, and um, he asked me if I, he could have a copy, and and I did. I I I I, I mailed him a copy, 
and I kept a copy for myself. I still have the original. And um, he, uh, I told him, I says, I wish Fresno would take it over. But I think that w that's what was happening, but he didn't tell me. And I was okay with it. You know, I was okay with it. Well, I know Tiffany didn't want that to happen. However, uh, her, her wishes were not compliant with the overall work that the court was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was opposed to it. I redid. And now it's too late to go back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, w I wish in some time, in the near future, I wish that uh, Kings to Larry County would, would be strong enough to become a court on their own again. Uh, yes. I think I wish that for the court that down there, mm -hmm. you know, resurrect the Sequoia Empire because it was too good to just let it go. Yes. It really was. Well, uh, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but uh, Rain 4, on my Rain 4 was very strong. You know, and then uh, uh, rain, rain five what could have been very strong too, but there were problems. You know. So the court in Visalia was there when I was Clausabal Queen in '95, because yes. I performed at one of your events, and then during my reign at '26, one of the very first events we went to was Stephanie Blake's coronet investiture, but it was held in Bakersfield. Yes. But I don't know what rain, I can't, I would not know what uh, rain numbers those were. Uh, uh, Stephanie Blake was uh, 12. 12, okay. She was Empress 12 with, uh, with uh, Emperor Steve Gross. Mm. Yes. And uh, they had a good rain. They had a good rain. That was a, a good rain. And um, I would say um, uh, 1, 2, and 3, and 4 were, were good, strong. Because we were just in our infancy, mm -hmm. you know. So it lots of enthusiasm. Yes, and then uh, I would say around rain, uh, rain six it started falling apart a little bit, you know. And then um, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go on. I had to take time for myself, mm -hmm. and you know, I had things going on on my life, so I couldn't just be in there all the time. Which a lot of them wanted me to stay involved, but I I just couldn't, you know. So. Uh, but then, uh, oh, I didn't want to be 14. I didn't want to be Emperor 14. I just wanted to stay at 1 and 4. Mm -hmm. But they had no one else. And, uh, and the, the individuals that came to me said, hey, you know, we're just going to appoint you Emperor 14 because, you know, there's nobody else that can do it but you. And we want to salvage. Yeah, the, uh, right. we tried. We tried, and at that time, I tried to get Bakersfield very much involved, which they did, but it just didn't last. Right. Yeah. But we saw lots of courts. I mean, uh, the Owl Empire in Modesto, the Stanislaus Owl Empire imploded and went away, and they seemed to be such a strong court as well. Oh, they were very strong at one yeah. time. And they just ceased to exist. Uh, same thing with... Uh, I think there was a court in Monterey that didn't continue. Right. There have been many courts down in Southern well, California that ceased to exist or got absorbed into other courts. San mm -hmm. Jose, too, right? Didn't San Jose uh, uh, they, they dismount? They no longer have a court. Right. You know, they, they, they too, went away. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't understand why, because, you know, for a long time, I mean, the court system was very powerful and going strong. Mm-hmm. And how about L.A.? Are they doing okay? You know, 
when I was emperor, I didn't do I didn't do the Southern California courts very often because it seemed like there was always something happening in Northern California. Mm-hmm. So Esmeralda and I would split the state. She would go down south. I would go up north. Or if we had a function here, we would kind of do that. I I went to um, Orange County's coronation, and then Santa Monica's coronation. I was at those, uh, but I didn't wasn't able to go to L.A. But I know that L.A. has some very powerful empresses that have come and performed in the last 10 years or so here yeah. in Fresno. They come. So I want to ask you guys this. Now, Jesse, you have performed at Fresno State at least two other times, yes? Didn't you perform like in 1980? I'm pretty sure when we did the student conference that you were the first group of people that we brought in where it was the first drag show Fresno State ever had was in 1989. And I'm pretty sure you and Brooke and Jerry performed in that show. Yes. And then there was another show a few years later. I think you were also in that one. Yeah, that was a show that Bob Benson brought to Fresno State. <clears throat> at that time, I was doing guest shots at the Fresno Express with the bull drags. I was the only serious drag. All the other we did camp drag with mm-hmm. beards and everything. Yeah. But they did it strictly for comedy, you know. Bob wanted me to be the, the, the glamorous one. So I, I would occasionally do shows with the bull drags. And one time, I remember he said, uh, Jess, we're going to do a great big show at Fresno State. He said, I want you to be part of it. I said, okay. So we, I was in that show as well. So you're right. I've been there twice. And this will be the third time now. And that's a major stage when at the Satellite Union. That's a major stage. Yeah, that's that's the one that we had for Bob Benson's show. And I think we had it too for the first Mm -hmm. one. Yes. Yeah, Satellite Union. The stage, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that stage. Where's that stage at there? So campus. you guys are going to be on the campus, but you're going to be at the Conley Art Museum uh, outdoor atrium. Yes. Whatever, courtyard. They call it courtyard, The yes. courtyard. You guys will be there. This is just the next building over. Oh, okay. It's, it, but it's a huge building. It's where they put on concerts and, and uh, theatrical acts and those type of things. Yes. But it's like a, a stadium that, uh, that holds over 1,000 people. It's a concert hall that holds lots and lots of people. But this is going to be your third time. Is this going to be your first time performing at Fresno State? Oh, yeah, and I'm all excited. I can't wait, you know. And I really feel that the show is going to be excellent because there's going to be excellent entertainers there. And I hope everybody comes and sees it. Oh, yeah. And um, I think... I hope they'll like my rhinestone cowboy. I think they will. And, Jesse, you're still thinking about what you're going to do. I'm sure it will be fabulous. <laughs> you know, Jeff, at my age, you know, I, I can't uh, dance like I used to. You know, it, it kind of creeped up on me, but uh, my knees aren't functioning as well. You know, it's 65 years almost in high heels. It'll take its toll on your feet and ankles. Yes. But... Um, uh, you look great when you're all dressed up, though. Oh, thanks. You know, plastic surgery does wonders, doesn't it, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I swear you have a picture of Dorian Gray up in your attic, and it just ages for you. <laughs> Helene Baird, your impersonator Fresno, says that's what exactly happened. I have a picture of Dorian Gray, and that's the one that ages. Never you, just mm-hmm. you know, but... You're timeless and immortal. <laughs> I know she croaks. There she goes. <laughs> no, then we'll do an Ava Perot on you. We'll prop you up all the time at the at the Imperial at the Family Table. Yes, there's our founder. <laughs> so I want everyone to know the the show is called uh, Performances of the Heart. 
And we're going to have Jesse 1 and 4 and Aldani 1, 4 and 14. They're the founders of the court system in Visalia for Aldania and in Fresno for Jesse. Uh, and we're going to have Empress... Uh, now I'm just spazzing out. Empress Leilani Price, uh, Patricia DeLeon, who is a fabulous performer and impersonator herself, Zane, who does this amazing job, and then also Saul Vista and Tiffany Taylor Tate, who is one of the people we've talked about quite often here on the show today, will be emceeing the event. It will be a lovely thing. You'll get to go and see the artwork when you're all done. The show is promptly starting at 5 o'clock. I've been told over and over, promptly, 5 o'clock. It will, and everything will end by 7.30. It is a free show. It is a free uh, gallery exhibition. There will be refreshments and all kinds of goodies there. I encourage all of our listeners to go. You don't have to be LGBTQ. You don't have to be an ally. You can just be open-minded and wanting to go see several different forms of art. Because the impersonation, the drag that we do is an art form. It is an art form like the art that is going to be hanging in the gallery. And I really encourage one to do that. I just have a few minutes. I just want to also say the show at Fresno State for the uh, art exhibit is called Nobody uh, Promised You Tomorrow. That is a famous quote by Marsha P. Johnson, who was at the Stonewall Riots and has been a leader uh, through that time in New York during the Stonewall. And in addition to that, there's been some other events. There's an event at Fresno City College at their art gallery, the Fresno Art Gallery at Fresno City College. It's called Constellating Care Networks. And you can see items from Aldonia. Aldonia has a beautiful vest with all of the enamel court pins from a rain that she did. And Jess has some gorgeous pictures program stuff from the original uh, beginning of the court, but also has one of the most amazing costumes. It is a sequined, beautiful uh, peacock cape. It looks like it just came off of the factory floor. It is in such pristine condition. Come and see that. Tiffany has a cheerleading outfit that she had created for a Pride Day at Fresno, at the Grizzlies. Come and see all the stuff that's out there at Fresno City College. They're only open from 10 to 4, Monday through Friday. So you want to go check that out, but that's also free. Come see the history of the LGBTQ community. That's where you can get clothes. You can spend time and look at those things. I want to thank Jesse, who, uh, thank you for coming back for the show. Thank you, thank you for coming for the very first time and sharing your experiences and talking about the hippopotamus and talking about the orange ogre the <laughs> name of our clubs i'm telling you <laughs> thank you uh, and just sharing your life experiences this has been an amazing show tiff i am so sorry that we only got to one song after you collected all of our fabulous music but you don't have to do any work for next show because we already have it done this is true this is true so you've been listening to 88.1, 88.1 FM with Jeff and Tiff, and It's a Queer Thing. It has been Friday the 17th, 2021. Tiff, what do you have to say? We'll see you guys next week. 
Next week. Or next month. Sorry. <laughs> next month. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we will be back here on the airways. You can also catch us. We had 11 people tuned in all over the world to this. So all of our friends from places that don't live here in the Valley tuned us in. You can also, if you go to our Facebook page, my Facebook page is Jeffrey Robinson. Uh, we will be posting this show in its entirety. If you want to go check it out later on, go and like my page or ask to be a friend. And you guys can listen to this at any time you want. Thank you so much for listening to 88.1 KFCF.